0: So um, I'd like to begin with a disturbing thought, and um, we've talked about this before, but it's been several years, so I thought we should uh, just get disturbed um, once again. We should be disturbed every once in a while. Um, the easiest person, the easiest person to deceive, is always the person in the mirror. I mean, I, I, when it comes to deceiving me, I'm the best. When it comes to deceiving you you're the best. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this way. But the the truth is, um, we have talked ourselves into, uh, we have deceived ourselves into, we have sold ourselves on the worst ideas and the worst decisions that we've ever made. We We were there for all of them. All of your bad decisions, you were there For all of them, every single one of them. In most cases, we masterminded. This is so embarrassing and and it's me too. This is all of us. In most cases, we masterminded. That is, we came up with our greatest regret. Your greatest regret, you were, it was volitional. You made some decisions that resulted in your greatest regret. You talked yourselves into it. You sold yourself on it. I talked myself into it. I sold myself on it, whether it's financial, a professional, academic, relational, something with your marriage, something with your parents, something with your kids. We have done, this is so strange. We have all done more to undermine our own success and undermine our own prosperity and undermine our own progress than anyone else on the planet. We did it to ourselves. And there were, granted, there were outside pressures. There were other voices. There were temptations. I mean, you know, we weren't alone. But at the end of the day, we decided because even a reaction to outside pressure or a reaction to outside voices or in a reaction to peer pressure, at the end of the day, we can't blame it on the outside pressure because we, in fact, decided it's like, it's like there's a sales associate living in your head and his or her voice sounds a lot like yours. And the sales associate, my head sounds, that voice sounds a lot like mine, right? And the logic of these sales pitches is so flawed and the pitches are so amateur. If someone were to say to us out loud in a retail establishment, the things we tell ourselves, we would be offended, I mean, you know, you think about stuff you've purchased. You've talked yourself into purchasing and you've had thoughts like this. Well, if I get home and don't like it, I can always donate it. What if someone said that to you in a store? <laughs> You'd be so offended you would just walk out. Or you talk yourself into purchasing things. Well, I don't have to tell my husband. I don't have to really tell my wife. But if a sales associate said, just get it, but don't tell her, you'd be. Again, the the sales pitches we fall for in our own heads, they're so amateur, they're so immature, there's no logic to it. And yet we fall for it over and over and over, right? So what's wrong with us? Why do we do this? And is there anything we can do about it? Today, we're wrapping up our series. You'll be glad you did. Timeless advice for troubled times. Um, If you've been with us throughout this series, this is an advice series. It's based on the premise that we've all lived long enough um, to have developed some good habits and some bad habits. So we've made some good decisions, some bad decisions. We've we've experienced the benefit of good habits and good decisions. We've all experienced the consequences of bad decisions and bad habits. Um, all of us have stories that end with "I'm so glad I did." Unfortunately, we all have stories that end with "Wow, I wish I had." We have stories that end with "I'm glad I didn't," and we have stories that end with "I wish I hadn't." So. This, um, this series is unoriginal, you'll be glad you did advice. It's just advice. These are not moral absolutes, these aren't imperatives, these aren't rules, okay? And the advice that we've been talking about throughout this series sits between the rules, but it ensures, it pretty much ensures that if you'll take this advice, you won't break the rules that have the potential to break your heart, to break your life, to break your relationships, to cause you, as we talked about last time, to go broke. And again, this advice, like the advice that you give because we all give advice when people want advice, it sits between the rules. It sits in the realm of wisdom, not moral absolutes, but wisdom. And we've defined wisdom in this series as simply insights informed by the knowledge that life that life is connected. Life is connected means that today impacts tomorrow, that yesterday impacted today, that one thing leads to another, that we don't make decisions in isolation, that every single decision we make in some way shows up in the future, that life is connected. And wisdom, wisdom um, surfaces when we begin asking questions with the knowledge that life is connected. How is my decision today gonna impact me tomorrow? And we've said, That every single regret in your life and every single regret in my life, all of our regrets are preceded by a series of unwise decisions. So making wise decisions is the best way to avoid unnecessary regret. But wherever there is regret in our lives, there we are. We were part of it in the moment and we were part of it leading up to the moment because today shapes tomorrow, one thing leads to another, the past shows up in the future. So our advice so far in this series, if you've not been with us, you can go back and catch up on my YouTube channel or any of our local church YouTube uh, YouTube channels or on our websites. But if if you've not been with us, here's the advice we've given so far. Number one, listen. Then we talked about forgive, defer, Live generous. And my unoriginal, you'll be glad you did advice for today as we wrap up the series is this, tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. Specifically, tell yourself the truth about you. Tell yourself the truth about why you do what you do. Tell yourself the truth about why you don't do what you ought to do. Tell yourself the truth about why you won't stop why don't you stop? You know that's hurting you. Yeah, well, why don't you stop? And then, and then you know you have an excuse for why you don't stop, but you, just, just you don't have to tell anybody else, but at least tell yourself the truth, yourself the truth about why you don't stop, why you don't start, why you won't go back and finish, why you always go, why do you always go there? Why do you keep going back there? At least tell yourself the truth why you always go or why you won't go, why you call, why you won't call. And the thing is this, and I'm gonna give you an out. Even if you don't act on what you discover, and even if you don't act on what you admit to yourself, even if this does not be, uh, impact your behaviors at all, come on, at least tell yourself the truth. Now, here's why this is such a big deal. When you lie to another person, it damages the relationship. Even if the other person doesn't know you lied to them, it damages the relationship because you know and there's just something between you and them, and they oftentimes can sense it even though they don't know what it is. When you lie to another person, you damage the relationship. You are you're basically at odds with them. When you lie to yourself, when you lie to yourself, you are at odds with you. You as weird as it sounds, you actually damage your relationship with yourself, and you are no longer yourself, and eventually, in most cases, it's gonna put you, when you lie to yourself, it's gonna put you at odds with other people because other people recognize when you're lying to yourself. We call lying to ourselves when somebody else is lying to themselves, we just call that an excuse. You ask them, why don't you finish? And they tell you why, and you think to yourself, that's not the real reason. You nod along, but that's not the real reason. You can almost always tell when somebody you know is lying to themselves about why they're doing what they're doing or why they won't do what they need to do. And again, unless it's a family member or somebody we're accountable for, we just, you know, just kind of nod along. But you know, you know. So when you in any area of life refuse to tell yourself the truth, it not only puts you at odds with you, you're not only not your real self as we're gonna see, but it eventually puts you at odds with other people because other people see through your lame excuses and through my lame excuses, when we come up with excuses for why we won't do what we need to do or why we are doing things we need to stop doing. They see it, right? So I'll make you promise. It's kind of a big promise. And I don't know your circumstances, but. I'm confident that this is true. When you decide, and this is a decision, when you decide to become ruthlessly honest with yourself, when you decide, whatever point you decide to be ruthlessly honest with yourself and let go of the pretend you, in a very short amount of time after you decide to become ruthlessly honest with yourself and let go of the pretend you, you will look back and you will wonder, Who was that person? I I don't even recognize that person. You will become such a different person that you will be embarrassed of the person you used to be, which for some of you is the person you are right now because you won't be honest with yourself. And the people who love you most and the people who know you best, they already know. They already know that they're dealing with the pretend you the you that's pretending with him or her self, the you in hiding. And when you become the real you because you decide to tell yourself the truth and you come out of hiding, you'll become the person or begin to become the person that God created you to be. When we lie to ourselves, we hide from ourselves. And you know what? It's exhausting. It's unhealthy. It diminishes our capability. It diminishes our potential. It gets in the way and it impacts our relationships, as I said, with the people closest to us. So here's the bottom line, okay? Look up here. Stop, (laughs) stop doing that. Let's pray. Father, th- no, I mean, right, just just stop doing. I mean, I don't have to convince you you're adults. Nobody's taking notes. It's like, duh, I mean, this is kind of common sense. I shouldn't lie to myself when I lie to other people. It hurts the relationship. Lie to myself, it hurts the relationship with myself. I need to stop doing this. But this is really hard not to do. In fact, there are, there are people who've written who say it's impossible not to deceive ourselves. It's impossible to break this habit. I don't think it's impossible because I've met people and I have my own experience and perhaps you have yours as well. When we finally wake up to the reality, I'm not just lying down. Them, I'm actually lying to myself, but it's hard to stop lying to ourselves. And here's why because we are all natural born liars. Every single one of us, right? Right? You you got kids, right? Son, um, I need to have a conversation with you. We need to go over a few things, uh, four things in particular today for the next few minutes. I want to teach you how you have to pay attention. I'm going to teach you how to lie, deceive, excuse, and blame, okay? So I need you to listen carefully because these are important life skills, right? Now I'm going to teach you how to lie, deceive, excuse, and blame, and then next week your mom's going to come back and she's going to teach you how to combine these things. Okay? Because <laughs> when you when you master combining these things, I mean, this is a life. Sh- sh- don't sh- sh- listen. This is important. You got to learn this stuff. Said no parent anywhere, right, including yours or mine, because this this is. We come into the world. We're already prone to this, and we're already. Good at this. Do, do you know, I, I read a bunch of stuff to make sure I was kind of between the rails in terms of reality prepared for today. And, and I read this article that said the, the primary, it tells us the, the this research discovered the primary kind of lies that women tell and the primary kind of lies that men tell. Women come out looking better. Women lie to avoid hurting other people's feelings. That's kind of like, ah, right? <laughs> Here's not a shocker. Men lie about themselves to impress. Again, not a shocker. Nobody's taking notes, right? I mean that we just it's just it's just in us. Nobody had to teach us to do this. We learn to lie early, we begin lying early, and we begin lying to ourselves early as well. And there are various reasons or theories as to why we lie to ourselves, but all the research confirms we are all prone to lie to ourselves. Now, this is not an excuse to lie to other people. So take this in context. Lying to someone else, at least it kind of makes sense, right? Right? I mean, there there are short term advantages to lying. I mean, there there are things you've told lies about, or little white lies, or you've exaggerated because in the moment it just. I mean, it wasn't the right thing to do. You may have even gone back and apologized, but at least there's there's some rationale behind you know lying to others. It kind of makes sense. In fact, we we lie to other people basically for three reasons. Everything kind of falls into one of these three buckets. Um, we lie to avoid right. We lie to avoid pain or shame or rejection or I might lie to avoid loss or embarrassment or I might lie to avoid hurting somebody else's feelings. Um, people lie to avoid work. People lie to avoid being caught. So we lie to, hide, to avoid things. And then we, we, we lie to pr- protect, to protect our reputation. This is so weird. Okay, this is, a, this is such a weird thing for human beings. I wanna have the reputation as being an honest person. So I'm gonna lie to you to protect your perception that I'm an honest person. Because what you think about me, what you think about me is more important than the reality of me. What you you want people to think about you is more important than the reality of you. Do you see, we hide from ourselves when we lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves or try to protect ourselves with a lie. With all of a sudden there's division, we're out of sorts with ourselves. We lie to protect our reputation, Uh, we lie to protect uh, relationships, we lie to protect opportunities and income. And the other reason we lie oftentimes is to win, to win admiration, to win respect, to win that promotion, uh, to win competition. If you lie to win a competition, we have another word for that. That's just called cheating, right, cheating. Now again, but lying, it kind of makes sense out there. But why in the world would we lie to ourselves? Here's another fun fact I ran across. The number one uh, arena are the the three areas of self-deception most common in adults. Okay, the three things that we lie to ourselves uh, lie to ourselves about the most. You ready? This won't be a shock, but there was research around this. The, The three areas where we lie to ourselves the most as adults, how much we actually eat, how much we actually drink, and how much we actually exercise. These are the three primary areas where adults lie to themselves. I want you to pause and think about this. Why would we lie to ourselves or exaggerate to ourselves about how many calories we've eaten? I mean, what's the win in that? Why would you lie to yourself about how much alcohol you consume? What is is the win in life? Why would we lie to ourselves about how often or an un-often or how consistently we exercise. I mean, the calories are calories, the alcohol is alcohol and you know, exercise is exercise. Why would we lie? I mean, I get lying, maybe you're exaggerating to other people, but why would we lie to ourselves about three fundamental things? It doesn't even really matter. It is what it is, it doesn't change the reality. And yet all the research says, we have a tendency to lie to ourselves as adults about how much we eat, drink, and how often we exercise. So why, why do we do this? Why do we lie to ourselves? And as it turns out, you lie to you and I lie to me for the very same reasons that we lie to other people. We lie to avoid. We lie to avoid admitting our need to change. Because if I can convince myself I don't really need to change, then I don't have to change. So I'm just going to tell myself a lie about myself so I don't have to change anything. We lie to avoid. And we lie to protect. We lie to protect ourselves. This is... Hard, okay? We lie to protect ourselves from embarrassing truth about ourselves. We lie to ourselves to protect ourselves from shameful things from the past or shameful things that are going on right now. Or we lie to protect ourselves from the reality of what a stupid decision we just made, financially, relationally, academically, whatever it might be. Truth that actually makes us feel more like a loser than a winner. Bottom line, we lie to ourselves to feel better about ourselves. And, you know, who could blame us? I mean, we all wanna feel good about ourselves. If you're a parent, you want your kids to feel good about themselves. And it's good to feel good about you, but it's not good to lie in order to get there because this is important. Lying, don't forget this. Lying to ourselves to feel good about ourselves keeps us from doing what's good for ourselves. Lying to feel good about ourselves keeps us from doing the good that is good for ourselves. Self-deception 100% 100% of the time, self-deception empowers us to avoid change. It empowers us to avoid the change that makes us a better version of ourselves. In fact, to get super analytical, I, I came up with this just trying again, I got, it's gotta be simple for me or I can't carry it forward. That, self, that really lying to ourselves is actually, it's actually self-rejection masquerading as self-protection. In other words, I'm trying to protect myself by not telling myself the truth. But as long as I'm not telling myself the truth about why I did, why I did it, why I won't, why I want to, why I'm always, why I never, as long as I'm telling myself a lie, I'm actually rejecting myself because when you lie to another person, you're rejecting them. You're saying, you are not honorable enough to deserve the truth from me. You can't either handle the truth or I don't trust you with the truth or I don't know what you'll do with the truth. So lying is always, rejection. So when we lie to ourselves, when we deceive ourselves about anything, it's really self-rejection masquerading as no, no, no. I'm just trying to protect myself. I lie to protect myself, which puts me at odds with myself and others. And granted, sometimes, I mean, I get this. Okay. I'm human. Sometimes it's just easier to lie than to try. I, I get that. So we say things like, well, I don't really care what they think. Yes, you do. In fact, a little heads up, a little sidebar. You never say, I don't care what they think unless you care what they think. Otherwise you wouldn't even be thinking about them. <laughs> okay, the reason that you're, you're so adamant, I don't care what they think, is you're thinking about them and you're thinking about what they're thinking about you. You do care what they think, but it's easier to lie than to try. You know, I've always been this way. No, you haven't, right? I'm fine. No, you're not. But it's, sometimes it's just easier to lie than to try. And when we don't try, we never become everything we could possibly be. And it doesn't just impact us. It impacts the people around us. It impacts the people we love. It impacts the people who are depending on us. It depends, it impacts the people who are trying to get close to us. Because as long as you're lying to yourself, there is an obstacle between you and the people who wanna be close to you. There, you are diminishing your own, listen, you're diminishing your own capacity for intimacy because you can't have intimacy with someone who's dishonest with you or dishonest with themselves. Now, in a professional environment, if you're a manager or an employer or you run a franchise or you have a company, in a professional environment, when you discover that you have hired a liar you eventually fire the liar. You can't work with a liar, you you just can't. And so if you have the capacity and you have the authority, when you discover, you know what? This person is just a perpetual liar. You fire the liar. So I wanna give you some secondary advice as we talk about advice in this series. I wanna challenge you and encourage you to fire the liar. I want you to fire the dishonest version of you and hire an honest version of you an honest version that will tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. Even if the truth makes you feel bad about yourself. Tell Yourself the truth, even if the truth makes you feel bad about yourself. Contrary to what culture is telling us constantly, there are worse things than feeling bad about yourself. There are worse things than feeling bad about yourself Hanging on to what's bad about yourself is worse than feeling bad about yourself. And lying to ourselves enables us, as I said, empowers us to hang on to those things about us that we should let go and deal with. And refusing to acknowledge what's bad about ourselves is bad for ourselves. And it's bad for the people around us as well. And then there's this, it gets worse. <clears throat> In fact, let me just say this. If you were coming to church today to be encouraged, you came on the wrong Sunday, I'm sorry. Anyway, <clears throat> it gets worse, okay? Here's what I mean, it gets worse. There's this, when, and again, if you've raised kids, you've seen this, but we think, oh, those are middle school, and high school students. No, this is, just, this is just human beings. When we aren't honest about why we're doing what we're doing, when we're not honest with ourselves about why we're doing what we're doing, we have a difficult time taking responsibility for the outcome of our doing. This is so important. This, is, this in some ways explains part of what we see happening culturally in our country and in the world. When we lie to ourselves about why we're doing what we're doing, it is very difficult for us to take responsibility for the outcome of our doing because it's not really our fault. It's not really your fault. I mean, it wasn't, you're not even honest about why you did what you did. So why would you be honest about whose responsibility it is as a result of what you did? And we have an adjective. We have an adjective for people who refuse to take responsibility for the outcome of their doing. We call those people irresponsible. Self-deception, eventually or immediately, self-deception always results in irresponsibility. And my irresponsibility eventually becomes somebody else's responsibility. And your irresponsibility eventually becomes somebody else's responsibility. Case in point, let's go back to what we just said a few minutes ago. Adults, if you don't take care of yourself physically, somebody else is going to have to. And see, it's so stretched out. It's so many years of neglect. Neglect your health, eat too much, or eat unhealthy, drink too much, don't exercise. You know, it's your decision. Excuse, 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 excuse. And then eventually your poor health becomes somebody else's responsibility. And you're not gonna blame yourself because you lied to yourself all the way through those years of unhealth. Some of you are on the receiving end of that because you're taking care of loved ones and you love them. But goodness, this would be so much easier if they just taken care of themselves and you can recite their excuses because you heard them for years. And you know, they weren't being honest about why they wouldn't and why they did and why they did so much and why they did so little, but they hung, clung to those lies. And now their irresponsibilities become your responsibility. This is true in every single arena of life. Self-deception results in irresponsibility. Our irresponsibility becomes somebody else's responsibility. So. Come on, just tell yourself, tell yourself the truth. Just tell yourself the truth. It's terrifying. It's shaming. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Come on. It's just you and you. It is just you and you. The only person that's gonna be embarrassed is you. The only person that's gonna feel the shame is you. The only person that's gonna feel bad about themselves is you. And the moment you tell yourself the truth and the moment you begin to act on what you discovered, this, this today is not about acting on it, that's up to you. I just wanna get you to the table, right? The moment you begin to behave on what you've discovered, the moment you begin to allow that truth to, to settle into your thinking, you become, you don't just become a better version of you, you become you. Jesus said, and we can all quote this. I mean, everybody knows this verse. You should know the truth, Jesus said. The truth shall set you free. And it's true. And telling yourself the truth sets us free. And telling ourselves the truth about why we do and why we don't is what sets us free to become who God created us to be. Because you can't become fully you and fully alive as long as you're hiding and you can't become fully you and fully alive as long as you're lying to yourself out of sorts with yourself. So, Quit hiding. Now, I know what a lot of us are thinking. Okay, if I were sitting there, I know part of what I'd be thinking. I'd be thinking, you know what? I sure hope is listening to this, right? I mean, I'm so glad they're hearing this. I, I, I'm so glad. I, Andy, I sure, you know, this is really good. Very compelling, very emotional. Very, very good. Good presentation. Good event. Good, yeah. So many people need to hear this. I, I hope all the self-deceivers, you know, kind of get their arms around this. And you know what? I do too including you. So here's what I'm gonna do to be an equal opportunity offender. um, I'm gonna read uh, a passage of scripture that has a promise attached. And then I'm gonna ask you a series of questions. So the, the passage I'm gonna read is written by the Apostle Paul and the context of where he wrote this. Again, we can't, there's no way to explain this because we can't smell it and see it and fear it and taste it. But he's, he's in Rome, he's in Nero's Rome. He's been arrested and he's waiting for his trial and he's waited a long time. And he's in Nero's Rome. Things don't go well for Christians in Nero's Rome. Things don't go well for Christian leaders in particular and influencers in Nero's Rome. And he's waiting and he writes this letter to Christians. It became a letter that circulated all around. So within that context, he writes the following, okay? So you ready for this? And let me just stop and say this. If you're not a Christian or you're not a Jesus follower, or you're not religious, or maybe you're part of another faith, or you used to have faith and you lost it, this is for you too, okay? The, 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 the uh, application isn't become a Christian. The, the invitation, it's an invitation more than an application. The invitation is to come out of hiding. And to be honest with yourself. And the truth is, and I'm pushing on you a little bit and I have no authority over you. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not your pastor. But perhaps, just perhaps part of the reason that you lost faith and that you resist faith has to do with what we're talking about. So of course, your heavenly father who loves you would say, come on, come on, sit. Set the excuses aside. Just for a moment, pull back the pull back the curtain and just be honest with yourself. Here, here's what Paul writes. It's so powerful. It sounds like a conclusion, but he's really introducing something. He writes this, he says, and the peace of God. The peace of God. Uh, imagine if you had the peace of God. Imagine if God knows everything about everybody, and you can have Peace. It's it's the ability to have peace. Well, he describes it. And the peace of God, which doesn't make any sense, it transcends all understanding. Will guard, this is so amazing, will guard your heart like a warrior guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. He says, there is something that is available to you. The peace of God. The peace of God is... The world you know, is going is upside down. My health is upside down. You know, Things are out of control, but I have peace because I have the peace of God and God knows all of this. And God isn't worried. The peace of God that guards your heart and guards your mind in Christ Jesus. They're like, yeah, I'd like to have some of that. And he says, I'm gonna tell you how to get it. Here's what he says. So if you want the peace of God that, that guards your heart in Christ Jesus, guard, guard your mind, that transcends, doesn't make any sense, but there's peace in the midst of things that don't make sense. He says, here's here's what you do. Whatever is true, whatever is true, just the true things. Whatever is noble, this is a word we don't use much, noble, worthy of respect, dignified. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is dignified whatever is right, whatever is the right thing, whatever is right, whatever is pure, pure means unmixed, no shades of gray, just unmixed, undiluted, unmixed, whatever is pure. Then whatever is lovely, meaning whatever is pleasing, whatever is all is well, and whatever is admirable, commendable, respectable. Look at that list a second. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. He says, here's what I want you to do. You wanna experience the peace of God? Do you wanna experience the peace of God that will leave you at peace with yourself? He says, I want you to think about those things. This is a powerful statement. It's a, it's a mathematical term. He says, I want you to measure your thoughts against that list. I want you to measure your, I want you to align your thoughts. I want, I want you to think about and embrace what is true what is noble, what is pure, what is undiluted, what is right, what is lovely, what is worth celebrating. I want you to embrace that and I want you to expel everything contrary to it. Oh, he says, and here's the promise. And the God of peace will be with you. You. Now here's something interesting. We think, oh, God is with us all the time, true. Paul's talking about something else. He's saying, do you want to experience, maybe even feel, but do you, want, do you want to experience the peace of God? He says, then you have to expel and do away with all the deluded thoughts, all the impure, all the unrighteous and embrace what is absolutely true. And do you know what you get when you give yourself permission to tell yourself the truth about you? You get you, the real you, not the hidden you, not the deluded you, not the untruthful you, not the lack of nobility you, not the the unlovely you, because you will have peace with God who is at peace with You, which allows you to be who God created you to be. I want you to think about this, then I'm gonna ask you some questions. We sang about it. If God really loves you, or let's use a more practical word. If God accepts you without lying to himself about you, if God accepts you, without lying. In other words, God doesn't have to look the other way and say, I I love them, but I can't really look because I might lose my love. If God can look and know everything about you, your motives, your impurities, the things you've done, the things you've thought about, if God can know everything about you and love you without looking away and without pretending, then who are you to lie to yourself about you? If God doesn't have to lie to himself about you, why do you lie to yourself about you? Why do I lie to myself about me? Why, cannot I, why can't I say, God, give me the courage to see myself the way that you see me and the progress I need to. If your sin, if your past, if your failure, if your inconsistency doesn't cause God to look away, you don't need to look away either. So, Tell yourself the truth. Now, when my kids were little, and I was going to ask them a question that I thought they were they might be tempted to lie about, instead of just springing it on them, like "Did you?" No, no. You know, I would say because you know as parents you kind of know. Okay, this is going to be a tough one. I would sit them down. Here's what I would say. I'd say, Allie or Garrett or Andrew, um, I need to ask you a question, and you might be tempted to lie to me. In fact, if I were you, you know, I I might be tempted to lie to my dad if my dad asked me the question that I'm about to ask you. And I really don't want you to lie because lying breaks our relationship. And honestly, our relationship is more important to me than what we're about to talk about. So I'm just giving you a heads up. You might be tempted to lie. You ready? I'm ready. And then I would ask the question. So heads up. I'm about to ask you a series of questions. Most of them are irrelevant for you. But... If one of them lights up your conscience, you're gonna be tempted to lie, not to me. You're gonna be tempted to lie to you because you already have a go-to answer for this question, because you've given the same answer over and over and over and over every time anyone else has asked you. So I want you to do yourself a favor in these next few moments and just tell yourself the truth. Okay, you ready? Here we go. First question. Why are you avoiding him, her, that conversation, that thing? Why you're just constantly or asking a different way, why why are you putting that off? Why are you putting that off? What really? No, 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 no. I wouldn't she or he asked you about it, you need know to get your well, no, 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 no. Just this, this this is just you and you and your heavenly father who already knows. Why? Why are you avoiding? Why are you putting that off? Why, why won't you go to the doctor? I, I, I know, you, not that answer. Come on. Why won't you go to the doctor? Who, who This is terrible. Who do you get dressed for in the morning? Who, who's on your mind when you get dressed? And who? Why, why did you move in? I know well, we're going to save money. Right, right. Yeah. We, yeah. We heard that. Come on. What? It's just you and you and your heavenly father who already knows and loves you in spite of the answer, the reality. Come on. Why did you move in? What? Why are you leaving? Why are you moving out? Well, you know, she, no, no, no. Come on. Just this. Come on. Tell yourself the truth. Why are you moving out? Why won't you get help? I mean, everybody who loves you thinks you need help and you've got 25 reasons why you don't need help. But come on, this is just you and you and your heavenly father who knows you need help. Why won't you get help? Why won't you ask for help? Why, why, why won't you go see a counselor? Really? Now I know it's expensive, but that, come on. You do what you wanna do. You always do what you wanna do. You find a way when you wanna do it. Come on, just you and you and your heavenly father loves you. Why won't why won't you go get help? And why won't you involve somebody else? Well, ladies, why, why, why do you keep going out with him? He's not good for you. You know, he's not good for you. Your mama knows he's not good for you. Your friends know. He knows. He's everybody knows, but you and you know, come on. And you've got, I know you got a reason. Of course you have a reason. You're a rational person. You feel like you got to have an answer when people ask, but come on. Why, why, why do you keep going out with her? Really? Well, why did you file for divorce? I, I, not the go-to answer. Maybe it was 10 years ago and you're still giving the go-to answer. Have you Have you ever truly acknowledged to yourself why you filed for divorce? Have you ever, it's terrifying because, between you and you and God, it was a really bad reason. So of course you're not gonna share that. And you've put it so far in the back that, back, that you, you, you have begun to believe your own narrative, but come on, you wanna be free? You wanna be you? You want the barrier between you and whoever you wanna be intimate with to come down? Have you, really, why'd you file for divorce? What, why, why are you taking that job? Why, why are you quitting your job? This is next one. What What's the real reason you don't call your kids? What's the real reason you don't call your mom? What's, what's the real reason you don't call your dad, your brother or your sister? I know there was that thing at Christmas and that thing at Thanksgiving and he was a terrible dad or she wasn't there for you. Yeah, yeah. If, when you tell your story, everybody's like, yeah, I wouldn't call him either. But have you been... To, honest with yourself about that? Why, the real reason, why won't you tell her the truth about what's going on? Oh, I don't wanna hurt her, no. Why won't you tell her the truth about what's going on? The real reason. Why won't you tell him the truth about what's going on? Why don't you go back and finish school? No, really. Why won't you go back and finish school? Have you ever been, you don't have to go back and finish school. You don't have to do anything, but have you been honest with yourself about why you won't go back and finish? Then for all of us, what What are you afraid of? What you, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, yeah, you just admitted what you're afraid of. You're afraid of admitting what you're afraid of. I'm not afraid of anything. Oh, come on. What are, you, what are you afraid of? And then maybe most relevant question of all, why, why doesn't Andy mind his own business? <laughs> Isn't this horrible, terrifying? I'm making this next thing up, OK? I just feel like God's sitting on the edge of the seat going, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, you can do it. Come on, come out of hiding. Tell yourself the truth. Lies lose their power in the light. Lies lose their grip when exposed to the truth. So tell yourself the truth. You will be glad you did, not initially, eventually, because you'll have peace with God. You'll have the God of peace and you'll be at peace with yourself. And Jesus said, truth sets us free. In fact, Jesus said, you will be free indeed. So tell yourself the truth. Heavenly Father, I don't know where this landed with us. I know where it landed with me. So give us the courage to do for ourselves what you've already done. You love us as we are. You accept us as we are. And you love us too much to leave us the way we are. So you're calling us out and you're saying, come on, come on, come on come out of hiding, admit it, acknowledge it, embrace it, deal with the shame, the pain, the embarrassment, and then let's move forward. Let's be what I created you to be. So Father, regardless of our faith or lack of faith or where we are with the whole Jesus thing, just as human beings today, just give us the courage to do what some of us have been needing to do for a long, long time, and then give us the courage to act on it in Jesus' name.